Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. <laughs> right, welcome to this week's Snowcast. Uh, as always, you are joined by the two boys, uh, Owen and DJ, I'm after having a pile of espresso martinis before I'm after hitting this one, so I'm raring to go. <laughs> DJ, Over the night now. Over the night, yeah. What's DJ, how are you getting on? It's going to be a long podcast because I won't want to sleep a wink. We're going to have to <laughs> yeah. keep them entertained for the night. Uh, how am I getting on? Good. Good, yeah. We're, we're recording this over the Easter weekend, I think. Uh, it'll be coming out about a week afterwards. But uh, So it's been... Yeah, it's grand. We're recording this on a Saturday night, so like two more days off work after this. So I'm, I'm in great oh, it's, form. It's I'm heaven. Fucking really sun's out, guns out, cans are out. It's so good. Actually, like, I, I um I was doing some housework earlier. Like we're doing a few repairs around the house, like putting the table back together, cutting the grass, big gardening, and like you know, it was blaring sun. I was sweating bullets, and like I, I did, I was. Tearing into it so much, like the missus came out and offered me a can of beer in the middle of the day, like so. Doesn't get much better. Like oh. in, in in honor of that, I'm wearing a leash top just to like show oh. my gratitude to, 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 to Neve. So uh, it's been a great day so far. Topping it off with a few cans with the boys, so doesn't doesn't get much better. Actually, who's the rest- most famous person from Leash? Or like well, who's there? Do you know like their claim to? Oh, it's um, nobody. It's a uh, Claire Byrne. All right, yeah, actually, be a fairly yeah, yeah. I explained yeah. a lot. Yeah. Actually, uh, today FM had a thing on who's your who's your most famous person in your county, um, and 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 Claire Byrne was most famous in Leash that was voted upon. Uh, John Milan was the most the the most famous from Waterford. <laughs> I love I love how John Milan wins. Yes, John O'Shea not made Figo. Like, come on, yeah, <laughs> yeah but. Did he say I lost me county? Yeah, he That's... doesn't love his county though. <laughs> he should have said that after the Champions League final. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Actually, I... um, Kira had a great burn on leash there during the week um, in work. She was telling me the story. She was saying that, um, so, uh, you know, with the, the 20K lift being, being lifted, at, or sorry, the, the inter-county being lifted on the 12th of, um, of, a- of April that people are going to be able to travel anywhere in their county or 20 kilometers if they're living mm. kind of on the border or whatever so uh one of the girls in work said to her um <laughs> oh 
geez, it's going to be great now, like uh, the 12th of April. Um, I can't wait. Like, you know, be, uh, it's, it's going to be great to be traveling anywhere in your county. <laughs> Kira said to her, I don't know what you're excited about. You're from Leash. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she told me that when I went home and she was like, yes, Kira, one of us, one of us. Leash, 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 leash. I'll never say that in my house. <laughs> Um, and the other voice on the podcast is Tommy Keary, host of the Irish Design Podcast and uh, I don't know, proprietor of <laughs> 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 How are you getting on, Tommy? <laughs> yeah, Grant, thanks. Not too bad. And, and local devil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, up to no good. <laughs> yeah. It was very comes to say all the things he can't say on the Instagram live at the Antiques Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Tommy had a great um. Uh, so you should definitely follow Tommy, even though he has way, he has way too many followers, even as is. What are you on now? Twelve thousand, is it Antiques Ireland? Something like that, yeah. Um, but uh, Tommy does a, 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 a Thursday night live where he kind of gives a run through of pieces that are um, coming up in the next auction or just pieces, pieces that they have in the shop. Um, and uh, it's really, it's, it's so good. Like, you, like especially now where you, like people can't go into shops, like, you know, and, and see things like, you know, um, but uh, Tommy did one there on Thursday. Was, it was perfect. It was so good. It's so good. But like, just the end of it. Tommy goes, you know, and it's goodbye from me. And then, and like, show the statues, snow the holy statues around them. And um, it was Holy Thursday as well. Holy I was like, I was like, I literally, I didn't even cop it until I was just. And the whole thing finished. It was fucking ideal. It was, it was so funny. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely go go follow follow Tommy on um, on Instagram. I'd say like there's great opportunity for a few practical jokes, Tommy, around the, the antique uh, rooms these days. Like you know, especially around Easter time. Like, would you not to your father like say put all the say all the Jesus statues have got missing like on Good Friday, and then like they magically reappear. Yeah, so, yeah. the Monday. <laughs> I was thinking about doing something like that, you know, just something like you know that he was missing someone like because yeah. it was around April Fool's Day and Everton. Do you know what I mean? But then I was like, oh gee, like, I'd probably get in trouble. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I know. It only takes one sour person, doesn't it? Like that, I just. I know, yeah, really, yeah. really right. Uh, and and as well, uh, what I love about the, the Instagram lives are like, as, uh, anytime I get to go into the antiques room, there's there's a, always great pub stuff in there, like some fantastic memorabilia mm. and pub 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 equipment. Yeah, and actually, yeah, and actually, this morning we actually got word that we're having a pub auction in May, hopefully. So oh, brilliant! Some nice so, signs and stuff. Is that so a clear out? Announced in due course. Is that, is that yeah, we yeah, clear it. So oh, yeah. we just got an exclusive there, yeah. Snowcast exclusive. Yeah, exclusive. I can't say the name of the place, but yeah, it will be a, a pub that sadly won't be a pub actually. So, um, and so there you go, sign of the times. How does it feel, Tommy, having a uh, kitted out every shabine during this lockdown in the country? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's the only thing keeping us going. <laughs> it's lads, lads, just lads building sheds. Just drinking their, drinking their, uh, basically drinking themselves away in them. I mean, the Jeff Bezos of antiques, uh, the man making a big profit in the lockdown, selling all the she beans. Um, so, uh, 
again, we haven't planned with our guest um, what we're going to do, what, what, what we're drinking. So um, as we've been doing now for the last, I think this is our fourth week doing it, um, we're on the prowl for a replacement of our glorious Puck Pilsner. So we've been drinking Pilsners over the last um, few weeks and we've been rating them on this ridiculous scale. Um, so this week, um, sorry, Tommy, you're going to have to just bear with us for a while there because it's we're right. drinking Keller beer uh, by Yellow Belly. And we're just trying to see how does this bad boy match up against uh, the glorious Puck Pilsner. Um, so DJ, have you had it there, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I have. Uh, I've actually finished it. I'm on to, I'm actually drinking, um, a, 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 I've moved on to a previous uh, feature on the the Pilsner Proud. The don't don't confuse your Pilsner taste buds. I'm not. I'm crystal clear in my head uh, what I've drank, and, uh, and and as well, like I'm quite familiar with Keller beer because it's um, something that I've often gone to in Grady's Yard when they were doing the the burgers and that back when pubs were open. Um, a delightful beer, and I think like you know, some of the purists out there might say, "Hold on, a, oh whoa, that's a headless lager. What are you doing? That's not a Pilsner." So I did a bit of research today thinking, right, we're going to cause a bit of a stir now amongst some of the purists. I was like, right, we need to, we need to figure this out. Um, they do use Pilsner malt in, in, in making the, the Hellas Lager. And according to some very reputable websites, uh, basically like um, Pilsners and Hellas Lagers are very, very close. They're, they're, they're pretty much the same. Like Hellas Lagers are just supposed to be that bit lighter and less... Uh, Spicy was a lot, a lot of the phrases. Now, I wouldn't associate spice with pilsners, but there is, <laughs> they do have that kind of uh, joie de vivre about them, you know, that, yeah, that yeah. kind of uh, Kelly shows, you know, which, which it is, it is, it is distinctive. So, I, I again, similar to actually the, the Trinity Pilsner that we drank the last time, I'd be interested to see how that compares when we're trying to basically match it up against the great Puck Pilsner on, on what is uh, one of the great. Uh, genius scoring tools of our times, um, and I, yep. I, I, and and a tool that that has a, has a lot of the tongues of Irish beer Twitter wagging at the moment. So we're we're very happy with some of the feedback. Tommy, have you ever had it the the Keller beer from Yellowbelly? Yeah, I had it one night in Grady's um, Yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah. They have it they have it on top there. Yeah, um, yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, a classic, a classic lager. It's not uh, too strong, do you know. Yeah, no, it's definitely yeah. not. No, um, but it's four point three percent. Like you know, so it's it's very comparable with yeah. like the, the 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 kind of more mainstream kind of macro lagers. You know, so it's I think like the the, the guys in Yellowbelly often have described it as like. Uh, like a gateway craft beer which i think is a great way of looking at it like that's that sums it up to me like it's like oh you, you like you know x y or z then try try this it's it's you know very comparable um so there's a great familiarity with it like yeah yeah right so without further ado then let's get on to our scoring um so as always our first category is ghoul and jig right does it how does it get the the shoulders going do you know does it if you were in work now or, you know, ready for the weekend, this long bank holiday weekend now, right, would you be going? 
Yeah, so like the Goulin jig is kind of like the 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 kind of the rocket on your arse, isn't it? Like you know, it's the yeah, yeah. It's it's the it's it's the anticipation for it, you know. It's yeah. the I'm going to be very interested in what you make it is because I find right, I I really like this beer, and I think it has strengths in certain categories, but it has weaknesses, and I think the Goulin jig is one of its weaknesses because it doesn't actually, to me, like it doesn't get me going to go out. It actually settles me down. It does the opposite, like it almost relaxes the ghoulins, like you know, it just it just like settles me down into a couch or into a chair and there's no going me then, like I'm settled, you know. Right, right. Now I, I might uh, see I would have taken a different approach. I I would have scored this quite high in the Goulin league, like, you know. But I might be hampered by the fact that I've had a few espresso martinis. <laughs> I think all the caffeine that you've had, your ghoulins would be. <laughs> <laughs> you're fucking have flat knees for for ghoulins like you know you're yeah. fucking flat knees feet on your shoulders yeah. <laughs> by the time you're not going with them with the caffeine you've had so uh so maybe maybe i'll, I'll maybe I'll, tr- I'll trust you for this because this is literally um this is near this should nearly be scored on a caffeine scale like uh, this one you know like uh, how um how far you're kind of ge- geared up to go like you know so I'll 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 hold you to this one. So, um, the Eucarius pills that we drank last week. Oh shit! Which I forgot. Which I meant to drink as well this week. I'll I'll whip that one up next. Um, we gave that one the top score of five for sixteen. Um, uh, so what 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 are you thinking of giving this one? You see, this is a difficult one to score because this, the, the, the the I suppose. The units that we use make no sense whatsoever. Like, no, not at all. And and and, and uh, so I want to emphasize that it's a really good beer, but it doesn't get the Goulins jigging. Too yeah. Much. So if if five for sixteen is about three twenty a can, yeah, it's exactly three twenty a can. I'm gonna say one for three twenty. One for three twenty. So okay. I think it's just as quality a beer. But it is no impact on the Goulins. Right, one for three twenty. And um, so yeah, so the audio visual lager we gave one for two eighty. Yeah. Oh, no, I gave that. Sorry, I gave that one for two eighty, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so if one. that was as bad as you said it was, yeah, maybe, maybe you were generous with there. <laughs> but but still though, I think I like I think Keller beer is a great beer. Just doesn't get the Goulins going. So. It should score low on the goal energy, but I I think it will it'll redeem itself in later categories. Okay, okay, that sounds good. Um, so the next one then is the quivering quencher, right? Um, so, uh, so your lips are qu- absolutely quivering after tough day or out mucking out stables or <laughs> or mucking out whatever else. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> And uh, you need to you need to quench that lip, <laughs> quench that quiver. Part time farmers, is it? Part time stable hand, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's off trying to find a fair maiden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's an apothecary in the morning and a, a farm hand in the afternoons. Um, so we're talking about the quiver, the quiver and quencher, which is the inverse Richter scale, isn't it? Like. Yeah. So we're talking about nine trillion tons of dynamite being, thirty trillion tons of dynamite being a nine. 
<laughs> say anything or whatsoever like changes every week um so oh just will you do you have the spreadsheet open there handy yeah i do yeah so what did we give the other beers just for a quick recap uh, so, uh, Eucarius Pills last week uh, gave a 5.9, Audio Visual Lager a 0. 0.5, uh, Trinity Pilsner 1.7, uh, Tull 6, and Bohemian Pilsner uh, 3.9. So, uh, the Tull was the, the, the top quencher so far. Yeah, so, so I, and, and I think maybe, maybe there's a bit of... Um, there's a bit of bias in this because I've had Keller beer on draft in the past mm. uh, to my delight. And uh, I, I'm, I'm inclined to not give it a to all. I'm not, it, I don't think it matches to all. Uh, yeah. It's up there. It's up there. I'd, I'd give it a, I'd give it a five, five, I think. Cause it, it like it does. It definitely quenches. Yeah. I, I'd say so as well. And I think, um, we're basing this off cans as well. Yeah. Uh, so, like, the draft of this, I'd say, would give, like, a seven or a, you know, seven and a half, yeah. like, you know. But we have to calibrate it for the cans because we haven't had a draft of to all either, like, you know, so. Calibrate it. Or you can, yeah, exactly. The calibration okay. is, is, is key. Uh, so, I, I, I think a 5.5 five is about right. I think it's just, I think it's just below the Eucarious pills and the to all in terms of quenching, but still a very, very good score. Savage, savage. Uh, so then our third category then is the post-point gasp. So um, so that kind of, that that aftertaste, that that lovely, you know, sense of satisfaction after you've, after you've had a sip of this. So this, this, this is a really strong point for this beer because it's a Hellas Lager. It's a bit lighter than a Pilsner. So it has that beautiful, like Christmas, like that absolute, like, you know, soluble about it, like, um, mm. so I I'd be willing to go full whack with this with a das bass, just like or, to just like to all that's bass. Yeah, yeah. I I'd, I'd hundred percent agree with that. Like, um, I think that's the I think that's the the highlight of the sphere is that that it's so light and crisp and refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the next category then is just the jibber, right? Um, so like it's hard to kind of like break this down this category but I kind of think it's like all the other factors that go into it like you know how well it pours how well it looks you know you know just the just the fucking jib of her you know what I mean and and we've just raised this out of five <laughs> so um, oh I'm sorry I was blowing my nose you what? I was blowing my nose what did you say? <laughs> So this category then is the jibber. Yeah, yeah, so, I got that much. So yeah, just um, ranking out of five, what's the, what's the, what's the, um, just like all, all the other factors that are associated with this beer. Yeah, so it's like the presentation, really, isn't it? Like you know, yeah. Um, and again, I suppose tr- there's probably a bit of bias in this and thinking about a cool, cold. cold. Oh dripping condensation the horse poured it and he's done a little bit of overfill backs because he's too busy talking about the league of ireland yes so there's just that little and he's licking the overfill off his fingers and oh god there was a condensation on the glasses you pick it up and carry it to the table and just cold in your hand 
and you're living. You need, to, you need to take that out of it. You need to take that out. Yeah, of I it. need to remove that. Uh, but even out of the can, there's a lovely, there's a lovely head on her. There's great carbonation. She's cool and crisp. Uh, I, I'd go for four, four jibs. Four jibs, same as Eucarius pills. Yeah, um, I'd be, uh, I'd, um, I'd agree with that. Yep, yep. Uh, and then finally, uh, the puckability of this bad boy. What, what is this uh, Keller beer? Um, like in comparison with the one and only Puck Pilsner. So I'm completely flummoxed by this. I genuinely like having a clue because, you know, you know my feeling about Puck Pilsner and the Puck ability and, and like ultimately this is this, it's almost unquantifiable and we're trying to quantify the unquantifiable. We're trying, yeah. to, we're trying to score the essence of the je ne sais quoi that, that uh, quelque chose that, that qu'est-ce que c'est like that comes he comes la vie en prost kind of like I just don't know how you do that with this um, and I think it's something you can apply to any style of beer as well in terms of uh, the thought process around it and I ultimately pokeability is that um, ability to be the beer that you go for if you had every beer available to you and you wanted something, you wanted to drink several pints of something there and then, have a good conversation, that's what you're going to go for. Yeah. And... A few games of pool with, you know what I mean? Like few games of pool, have a chat, uh, create a podcast concept and follow, and flow, through. follow through with it, yeah. You know, you know uh, live your life through this beer and... Part of me thinks that, like, you know, it's a very, very good beer, but it doesn't have any of that. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I suppose, yeah, thinking back as well, like, to when we first started off the podcast, you know, if um, we had been going into Phillies and um, getting these all, you know, getting a Keller beer every time we went in, would we have started the podcast? You know, that's, that's what ultimately what it boils down to. The, the, the point, the thing is, like, it's an incredibly intelligent beer because it's so similar to the macros in a sense, but it does it does have that differentiation from the macros and, and it's so crisp and, you know, you can't drink it at 8 degrees, you can drink it at 8 to 10 degrees and it holds up, it doesn't taste like this, like. Um, is it but, too much of a bridger to be uh Yeah, yeah, that's Pilsner. what I'm saying, like, it's, it's not that definitive life-changing beer. Yeah, but having said that, it does give you a bit of, it gives you a bit of that, you know, Le Vion Prost. You know, that's you know? the caffeine going. You know? <laughs> no, still going, still going. Uh, I have another one. It does, it does. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I think it scores really well in some categories and up there with some of the best beers we've had in the last few weeks. But I just think if we're trying to quantify that, you know, that, that mythical status, that ability to be, a life-changing beer. I think it just it doesn't deliver in that sense. It delivers in it in many other senses, but not that one. Right. So out of a hundred thousand, because because I've kind of talked it down, but you seem to be eager. So where what are you thinking? Out of a hundred thousand, um, I'm thinking fifty-seven thousand and fourteen. Okay, we're quite a bit apart. Are we? I was in the ten k region. Right, we'll, we'll split it then. We'll go, we'll, we'll go, go 30, 30 we'll go. G's. 30 G's. 30 G's. 
30,002. Yeah. Just give that a little bit extra. Perfect. We'll save that. And we'll save that. And we'll just run now and get a little bit of an ad break jotted in here by Acast. Um, we'll so, wake Tommy up. And we'll wake Tommy up, yeah. Uh, so please enjoy the next 30 seconds of Acast shoving in something that uh, you've searched for on your internet history previously. Go show your wife. Goodbye. Right, uh, we're back in the room and um, actually, as we had said last week, um, because uh, the two of us didn't end up getting um, a pilsner that was um, the same, we said that we I drink the Eucarious pills and I wouldn't put DJ through the audio-visual lager because um, it's muck. Um, but I'm just going to quickly run through your scores there um, last week, DJ, right? Um, so last week you gave... And um, Eucarious pills five for sixteen, and I totally agree. It's fucking savage. Like you get on the on the ghoul and jig, like, uh, like I've only just tasted it, and it's you know, and, you, and like it's gotten me nearly more wired than the espresso martini. So I'm gonna have to calm down after this. I have a a, a stout or something. Um, Quiver and Quencher gave her a five point nine on the on the Richter, and yeah. Um, totally agree with that as well. Um, it's I think like I think like it wasn't as much as the Taol that you, the Taol was a six and gave this a five point nine. And yeah, I don't know. Do I agree? Do I agree? Is this more of a quencher? It's good. It's good. I might have to review this in in, in a bit. Yeah, and I mean, if you're thinking about reviewing it and you've already had cans and espresso martinis, yeah, like imagine the impact of having nothing. Yeah, if it's quit, if it's if it's if it's quenching both of those (laughs) quivers, um, the post point gasp you gave it, um, that's bass, and I'd, I'd agree, like, there is, um, um, I think definitely this has. This has the taste up front, doesn't it? But mm. um, it's it's definitely uh, there's definitely a taste of more of it, um, like a bad mean, fart, like a bad fart. It follows through. It follows through, yeah. So, yeah, uh, there's definitely a taste of more more of it. Meaning that, um, I always think this: like, if you ever say there's something like there's a taste of more of something, it means that, uh, like the, the taste doesn't come out the end because you kind of need more of it in order to get that taste keeping going you know what i mean yeah so so it's like as soon as you put the glass down from the sip yeah you're going straight back like so you'd be necking it yeah um so yeah i'd agree with your um one off the full that's ma- that's bass and um, scoring jibber gave a four i'm not going to comment on that that's sure that's just whatever and finally, Puckability, 80,001. And we were talking about this on the break there. And it is 100%. It has that bit of puck about it, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a big contender. We actually said during the break, like, would, would Tom get it into the fridge and fill grinds when he opens up again? Like, you know. Yeah. Um, it'd do well. It'd do well. Um, so, um, <laughs> uh, 
So uh, eighty thousand and one, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat that. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, going to be a special beer. Yeah, to to beat that bastard. So now onto our topic of the show. So, um, so before we uh, we came on there tonight, uh, for the two hours before I came on, I was sitting down and I was watching a cult classic Irish film. Uh, can you guess what it is? And it's something to do with the topic snapper. of the show. Well, the snapper, no, no, war the buttons, no. Angela's Ashes. <laughs> no, I was watching uh, The General. Oh, oh brilliant. Yeah, I agree. So, so um, like uh, Martin Cahill, uh, <laughs> 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 who, who, had a, who had a nickname, uh, we're, we're going to go through tonight and uh, talk about some nicknames that um, we've heard throughout the years. And uh, just we'll just have a, a chat and see, uh, can we make each other laugh, basically. Um, yeah, so so uh, do you know what? I'm going to say straight off, like, <laughs> for anyone unfamiliar with who Martin Cahill is, like the general, uh, don't look him up. <laughs> Just, <laughs> um, nicknames, yeah. Don't, like, when you say nicknames, like, you know, obviously there's c- celebrities with nicknames, but we're talking about childhood nicknames, like nicknames of people that were involved in your life that you knew and, like, uh, for me, straight away, the thing that came to mind is we have a lot of we. They're like when I started secondary school, every teacher in the school had a nickname uh, that they were known by. Um, so it took, it actually like to the to the point where first years would come into the school and they know a teacher by their nickname. And if someone mentioned the teacher's actual name, they'd kind of be puzzled, like who are you talking about? Yeah. Um, so there were some great some some great teachers' nicknames. So I think. Um, I might just I'll kick it off with with with, with uh, I might kick it off with uh, one just to, to to start off and 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 we, we might go around and talk about different nicknames as we go in. Yeah. And um, there was one that I never understood. I never know. I never knew the where it came from. Um, but it made it made a lot of sense if you knew the man. Um, our vice principal was like a complete strict disciplinarian, and when I think back on it now. When I look back, he reminds me an awful lot of Eamon De Valera. <laughs> really tall, really slim, and had like a long nose. Um, and, and he was actually, do you know what? Like he, he was this like enforcer in school. But when you left the school and you actually, I, I, got, I met him outside of school several times after I left school. And he was like a, a truly lovely man outside of school. But when you were a student. That's going to devote Fianna Fáil, was he? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was at every funeral in the parish. Um, <laughs> no, but in, in school, like, you know, you'd be brick, like, you'd be terrified of him. Um, and as well, he had this, um, he used to wear this this suit, but it was almost like it was too big for him. So he had, it was almost, we, so when we were in first year in school, the first Harry Potter film came out. So he had this Severus Snape kind of aura about him. Like when I was in transition year, we were in a room that basically, it was like this mad room where like the bottom half of the walls were just this, uh, were, were like, you know, the blocks, but the top half of the walls were windows. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like you could see everything that was going on in the corridor. But he used to almost like, the way he walked, it was like he was floating past the window, like Severus Snape hovering, you know. Um, Mr. Potter, <laughs> and he had these. They had these catchphrases as well. Um, 
So like the Irish for a penalty is a penos. Oh, but yeah. the way he used to come in, like he, he'd barge in and like, he, he came in one day and there was a guy in my class who used to drive me mad. Uh, his name actually was, 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 was Garrett Hutchinson. Uh, so his name, nickname naturally was The Hutch. Oh yeah. Um, but this, as a vice principal, whose nickname, by the way, was Johnny Bogue, which I never, I don't know where it came from. That's just What's what it? he was known as. What is it? Johnny Bogue. Johnny Bogue. Johnny yeah. Bogue, and his name was Tony. Sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah, yeah, it <laughs> actually sounds like it. But it was Johnny Bog or Johnny the Bug, depending on on who you spoke to. Um, but I, I was I was tasked with one of the teachers of sweeping up the the classroom one day because it was filthy. This is at the end of the school day, and the hutch. I think he threw a book at me or something. So I turned around and lettered him with the brush, just as Johnny the Bug walked in, and he just snapped his finger. He was like Bernock. I'd slap a hefty penis down on top of you like you wouldn't like, like it's never hit you before, like or something like that. The way he used to just like say these phrases and theater between Irish and English, like, like, like a, slapping a hefty penis doesn't sound oh, like and, and the thing was like, you know, I, uh, <laughs> it's just like some of the things that he'd come out with, like you'd be like, um, you know, sometimes he'd substitute in. He didn't actually, he wasn't he was a full-time vice principal, he wasn't teach a teaching vice principal. Well, he'd so been he used to teach Irish and maths before he became the full-time vice principal. So sometimes he'd sub our Irish classes. And if someone was talking, like he'd just like slap the desk and he'd be like, Oh Marco, I'll give you a long, hard penis to think about all that. <laughs> Man, will you listen to yourself? <laughs> or, like he purely meant it innocently, as in like he's gonna give you like fucking an essay to write or something, you know. <laughs> It reminds me of like um, reminds me of like Charles Boyle in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Like, yeah, oh my god, like phrasing. Like, imagine Eamon De Valera, but as Charles Boyle, like, you know. Oh my god, that's so good. Like, um, well, like what you know, like you were saying that he's like a full time vice principal. Like, what would they be at? What like what would they actually be doing? Like, you know, handy number, I'd say. Yeah. yeah, and like up until like oh, the school I went, secondary school I went to was quite small, and it grew really rapidly while I was there. So it got like a load of funding and built a new build, school building. Then, and all of a sudden, like the numbers tripled from like there was like a hundred two pupils when I started first year to like you know three four hundred by the time I was in sixth year, and I think there's about seven hundred there now. Mm. So like I, he was the official guidance counselor as well. So like he spent a lot of time with fifth and sixth years going through mm. their university. Just pinos after pinos after pinos. And he as well like I think um, say I went to school in a qu- quite a disadvantaged area in Cork City. So like he did an awful lot in terms of like getting people scholarships or grants and stuff like that. So I'd say like in fairness to him, I'd say he earned his money. You know, um, yeah, I like. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. And I know there was a lot of, like, you know, he used to have to do a lot of work with people if they wanted to go to, to college outside of, say, Cork, to make sure that they could afford to move move away and stuff like that because it was... It was a kind of really working class area, but like, he used to have these kind of uh, Johnny Bugisms that were were just they were quality if you were a sixteen year old fellow, like you know. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, um, <clears throat> me and Tommy went to the same secondary school. Um. So, uh, like, uh, Tommy, you might be able to help me out with a few of these, like, but um, one of the teachers that we had there was um, uh, <laughs> Furry Murray. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it was uh, yeah. M- Mr. Murray uh, was known as <laughs> Furry Murray, and Sorry. it was um, like so. Uh, the only the only um, dealings I ever had. You used to have a good head of hair, wasn't it? Yeah, very good head a, of hair. Like. You used to have like this afro kind of like it was like a. Uh, like you know, it was like um, an like an afro in in the terms of um, a white person having um, curly hair. Do you know you're what talking, I mean? Like you know, are you talking about Bob Ross? Like, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. But not even not even to a Bob Ross extent. Like it was more, uh, or it's like you know, it's just like kind of like long, like you know, medium length uh, curly hair. You know, um, but yeah, he was he was known as um, Furry Murray for that regard. And the only dealings I ever had with Furry Murray was in um, transition year. Uh, we all, uh, you know, you, you just take like random subjects and stuff in transition year. And um, he was teaching Spanish for some reason. Like I don't know where he. He learned Spanish from or anything like did he? Because it wasn't taught in the school, only in fourth year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was just one of these like experiential things, like of Mm. trying to learn uh, different subjects or whatever. Um, But like he was uh, landed with this role. But like uh, the big thing was that you'd go into the into the class and you just go, uh, uh, "No tengo libro. (laughs) I don't have my book." And then, like, just do fuck all then for the whole thing. Uh, so yeah, that was that was just the extent of um, of what I learned in Spanish as well. 
was uh, no tango libro um and yeah you just dos then for an hour but yeah that was that was so is that what you used to see when you were kind of going around south america was it just... yeah yeah no tango libro that was it that was the extent of it like, <laughs> you just getting on a bus and <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs> uh, tango libro uh so yeah uh tommy do you have anyone any other ones from uh, school there yeah, I suppose one I could think of would be Ch- um, Ch- Chainsaw Billy. Mm. Um, oh yeah, he was a woodwork teacher. Yeah, he was quite a he was quite a character. Um, yeah, yeah. He used to, uh, do you know, like I remember I had issues um, with my eyesight, and uh, like he used to be writing stuff up on the board or something like. Like some, remember that we'd have to write notes and notes, and he'd often say like, or like I'd ask him, sorry, what's the last two words there? Like be. It was a really long board, you know, and it was a really big classroom because it, it was for woodwork, you know, so it's real spaced out. Yeah. And uh, he, he used to always make jokes about my eyesight, saying, uh, call me Mr. Squinty, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he was giving you a nickname. Yeah. And then what else? There was another lad who used to always ask a lot of questions and used to call him Hitler because he used to always have the hand up. He used to call him <laughs> Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler used to say. Oh my God. Oh, I mean, it was absolutely scandalous, wasn't it? Like, do you know, like. I, was another, I, I always remember this one liner he used to always have. Like, if someone used to say, like, he'd be going around, like, checking on that show if they're doing their work. And one fella said, uh, Sir, I'm, I'm actually stuck. And he said, One second, I'll go get the tractor. Do you know? It's just like he's really witty, just like one liners. Like I, the the amount, like over the years, I'd say like lads in school just do the same thing over and over again. Like everyone just says the same shit every year, and like these, yeah, these just lads yeah. just have like practice like over and over. Um, but it's so funny the way yeah. like you know it comes from it comes from both ends of like you know you'd say how much of um you know reflecting back on our practices and like some of the nicknames that we would have given people and stuff like that where you're just like jesus you couldn't be saying like something like that now or you know like you know when you're you're thinking back on you as a as an adolescent and you're like oh fuck's sake like you know that was just just that was just pure mean or that was like bullying giving a, a name like that to someone like you know and same with like stuff that you would have been to- said about you as well you're like you know you laugh it off off the time mm. but it's just like pure bullying but then you're like jesus christ the, the fucking teachers were <laughs> contributing to it as well yeah you couldn't get away with it now i'd say no <laughs> there was there was a few bad ones in our in our school that way like there was a really short guy a couple of years ahead of me in school i can't remember his name but but you know he, he was just really he, he was quite short like not dwarfism now, but like you know, just just incredibly short. Um, in like fifth and sixth class or fifth and sixth year, he looked like a first year. Like, and uh, I hear a story one day about the maths teacher, the honours maths teacher, when he walked in, was like, uh, "Oh, here he comes now, the walking sack," because like his school bag, just like when he was walking along. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, shocking yeah. stuff! Like you know, absolutely shocking stuff. Um, and like, like that's so bad. Like you know, because like. It, it, like you're just gonna have lads just jump on top of that, like you oh, know, big time, mm. big time. Um, but well, there was some, there was an incident in our school that really kind of hit home that the teachers were fully aware of their nicknames. Um, one day, so we had an accounting teacher who uh, whose nickname was Stan because, and he didn't look at all like him, but someone 
this is pre-us going to the school and the nickname carried forward. But someone said one day he looked like uh, Steve Staunton, the Irish football player. The only, <laughs> like the only what an honor. <laughs> yeah, but like Steve Staunton, like the only thing that they had in common was right here. Like Steve Staunton's this like, you know, like like five foot ten stocky fella and like Stan the teacher was like six foot two and like really really thin like you know the only thing they had in common was red hair like um but Stan Stan was very like you said Tommy very witty very quick mm. and do you remember those projectors where they used to have the like clear thing and then write on markers on the oh yeah 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 project onto the board behind them. What are they called again? It's like there's some name on on the like what you write on. I can't remember now. I remember when we were in college, there was like a few, there was like one of our chemistry teachers was still using one of those things. And we're just like, are you fucking like, oh, yeah. serious? Or you're just like writing on, like, yeah, you're like, you're kind of, you're nearly writing on the project, on the project. Yeah, it projects was, yeah, up yeah. And it projects up like, um, and it used to be an absolute nuisance, like, because like a lot of the things like, like you'd have to be recording the notes yourself during class and it was just a nuisance like um i can't remember what they were called but yeah anyway sorry dj yeah um but yeah so like stan had the the lights off one day and um and oh transparency films they were called wasn't it uh yeah i thought i thought there was like maybe like an uh, somebody's name or something on them maybe they had a nickname um but <laughs> yeah <laughs> Stan, Stan was, we had Stan for accountants. So he used to do out the sheet, do you know, like the balance sheets and stuff. Yeah. Brought them out in this yoke and he'd have the lights off and everything. Um, so we were there one day and then there was this guy who used to teach maths and, uh, used to teach, teach maths and geography. Now, like he was my honours maths teacher for Leavensert. Fella studied geography in college and just kind of fell into teaching maths. And like, honest to God, like, was 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 hilarious but terrible math teacher like absolutely useless but his nickname was jaws purely because he just he had this massive jawline like huge jawline and and uh, so his nickname was jaws and stan was the accountant teacher and it it turned out i i learned afterwards that they were they were actually drinking buddies at the weekend oh but jaws was renowned for lunchtime points like there was, oh there, jaws there, yes there, there's a pub there's a pub um, in 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 near the school i went to call the wolf tone and he used to go to the wolf tone every friday sink three points at lunchtime um and uh that, that, that allegedly i'm going to say now because because i don't want to say that <laughs> there, there, was, there, was, there were the rumors like you know <laughs> um but jaws came in like jordan teachers come in with an announcement or they need someone for something or like half the time it was just muck. Like they needed, like you know, need to change a tire in the car, so they come in and get like the, the, a few young lads to come out and do a change for them or whatever. He's probably wanted to drive to the Wolf Zone for a few points. <laughs> but, um, but Stan was there anyway, and uh, Jaws opened the door, and this is how we hit home that they were fully aware of all the nicknames they had. Stan was Stan just ignored him as he opened the door and stood in the door frame. And continued on his work, and Jaws didn't interrupt him. And Stan just started going, do do, 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 do
I don't know, everyone everyone got a good laugh out of it, like, you know, and it kind of, it almost humanized them to a bit, because you know the way teachers, like, you kind of, when you're a student, teachers are are almost like, you know, there's this, like, fucking automatic aggro between you and teachers, like, just this, this, I don't know, especially because at that age, you're, like, rebellious and stuff, and they're figures of authority, but it was yeah. brilliant, like, humanizing for us, like, taking the piss out of each other, it was, fa- it was fabulous. I just think it's always weird reflecting back on like being that age and like regardless of like say even if you were in sixth year and you were like 17, 18, right? And like even still if you had um, if you had like a substitute teacher coming in who was like only like just out of college that like still you were you considered them like not that you consider them ancient or anything like that, but you definitely just like, it was a, a total different stage of life that that person was at compared to you. Like, even yeah. though they're only about like three or four years older than you at that stage, you know, I just, I just thought it was crazy. Like, you know, like, um, even like, you know, I, I you know, I know it like, I haven't heard with friends of mine, like going to like parent teacher meetings and stuff like that. And they're like meeting with people, who might be in their like twenties or something like that about their, you know, about their kids and stuff. And you're just like, you know, they find it weird now, like, because mm. uh, you would, you would all have always have just associated te- uh, teachers being like the older adult, you know? Mm. Or even we had it like, I don't know if you ever had this, but we, we had it where like, you know, there was a guy maybe two years ahead of me in school, but I was on the hurling team with him. And, like his dad was the teacher. And like you had this weird thing where and his dad had a nickname actually. His 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 dad had this eye twitch. So he was known as Twitch. <laughs> Classic. Who, who actually was my favorite teacher in my time in the school. Like I I, I loved him. Like we got on really, really well. Uh he, he was a brilliant teacher. But he was also like when you talk about, you know, you were saying earlier about um Chainsaw Billy and his like one liners and his his wit, like Twitch was a fella that had that kind of like, you know acerbic capacity to just fucking cut someone down with one line mm. and i never i remember i remember a fella one day like you know just just coming in without without like 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 you said on with the i don't have my book or whatever like came yeah. in with like nothing like had done nothing um i wasn't great at the subject it could have been chemistry or something and twitch just looked at him and said like the days of fellas getting off the bus to come into school because it was a warm place or gone go out and get a job for yourself <laughs> like, oh my god <laughs> <laughs> so good like and, uh, used to always like go into the supply like he'd come out during the week at Cheltenham and he'd just tell you to do the exam papers and you'd hear him in the supply room like roaring at the horses like and then he'd come out and we'd be like you know there was this like unspoken rule that like we knew what he was doing and he knew we knew but nobody said it and then when we got to the sixth year we were a bit brave you know like we used to go to, to ha- I think I told a story in the podcast before about going into Hackett's the place of bet with despair on the Chicken Fillet Road podcast, was, did I mention about the, the bookies and going in, going into place to bet and, and the quality of your lunch depended on the horse race. Like, the, oh. the, <laughs> um, yeah. but, but like when he got to kind of fifth or sixth year and we got a bit more braver with him, like I remember one day someone saying to me, I'll start any tips for Cheltenham next week. And like, you know, the only tip I have for you is 
keep your money in your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> he's always been like, you know, the same fella, like be roaring at the horses. And <laughs> yeah. like you'd hear him, like you'd hear him. Um, and especially when the supply room was at the front of the school. So like if you were, if you were for some reason outdoors and you were walking past Joe and Cheltenham, like you'd hear him absolutely roaring at the, the little, tiny little square television you had in there. Like That's gas. That's so good. Yeah. Um, and then, um, what about like friends, friends of yours? Do you have any any ones for, for um, friends or or even or even just like lads around the school or anything like? I've, uh, go on, Tommy. Yeah, no. Well, like I've got a few. Like some aren't probably PC anyway, um, but um, <laughs> are safe. But um, like, I have a friend. Um, it's funny. I think it's a, like a real Irish thing how something just catches on. Do you know, it could be something yeah. very simple because like he's called a fast arse and um, like and it's not it's not for any crude way like to do with his arse. Uh, I think like he just walks really fast and his arse moves really fast in tandem with him walking, and it, it's just that just like sticks. Do you know what I mean? It's just. I know those 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 kind of like innocent ones are are yeah. always just very funny as well. Like how how they just catch on um, and how like like you know it's it, you know it's probably just like something he was wearing one day or whatever mm. that really like exaggerated the walk or something that like yeah. really caught on. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love ones like that. We we had a great one. Uh, on along those lines tell me about like just something really innocuous that just stuck and um there was there was a guy that i went to school with went to school with him for i was in the same class as him for you know the whole way through school what is that 15 16 years like um and we played on the same like underage hurling and football teams and you know like the senior team got into like the county quarter final one day so like they organized all the underage teams get on a bus and go to the match and you know the way seven eight year olds are pure stupid, like they'll say yeah. or do anything. So for some reason, on the bus on the way to the match, we were uh, this guy suffers from motion sickness, travel sickness. So we the entire bus was just chanting mushy peas, mushy peas, mushy peas. <laughs> and this poor unfortunate fella, because of the motion sickness, got sick into a bag. So like this was maybe age seven, maybe age eight. For as long as I knew him after that, into his adult life, he became known by everyone as Mushy Peas. So, like, he just became known as Mush or Mushy Peas. Like, that was just what he was referred to. Um, like, teach, even at that, like, secondary school teachers knew him as Mushy Peas. Like, they, they, it just, it, it, it all spurned from just that one innocuous incident. And, like, has is probably still with the poor guy. Like, he was working in a shop, actually, near my grandmother's house about, Six, six or seven years ago I went in and I don't know if he's even working there to just meet him and <laughs> just like greet him like well Mushy how's it going like you know <laughs> just like years later like it's still there's it's, it's just like I quite like I probably would struggle to tell you his surname but yeah the nickname stuck uh, that's so good like was, like what a ridiculous thing <laughs> to just be known about for like you know uh so I'd, I, I hate, I'd, I'd hate to have that, like, you know, to be, to have that nickname, just, you mm. know, just, or it's just ridiculous, like, you know, and you can't even fix it. Like, it's so, I think it's so hard to fix a, a nickname as well. Um, yeah. 
Go on, uh, Tommy. Th- uh, there was a fellow that used to drink in Catty Barry's, and they used to call him um, the Bar of Soap. Um, <laughs> he came in straight I think he was a painter but he came in straight after work one day like and he was painting like it, I don't know it was a really hot day like we spent like absolute shite and uh, do you know everyone since then it's just soap do you know what I mean if he's coming in here's 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 the bar of soap now and all this just <laughs> I love the way like a nickname is meant to be like a short short you know a short name just, this guy the bar, like, of the bar of soap <laughs> big long name like yeah. um yeah, uh, Tommy, me and you have, uh, have a friend uh, who um, he, he's kind of had multiple nicknames over the years. Um, and uh, But at one stage, um, he was known as Slab. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, it, it was, I'm actually not really sure about the origin of the name, um, but then it kind of took legs over the years of like, uh, mm. you know, kind of, it kept reinvigorating itself. Um, so basically, um, I remember, remember during school and during college as well, there used to be a thing called um, the Slab Challenge, uh, which was uh, you had to drink uh, 24 cans in 24 hours. <laughs> and, mad thinking back. <laughs> but yeah, it was mad thinking back on it, like where you just get what, like 24 Fosters or or Dutch gold or something. It was absolutely horrendous. Like, um, but uh, yeah, so this guy ended up getting the name Slab uh, because he couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, ra- like rather than him being like an absolute hero for doing it or whatever it was the, the criteria at the time, like this guy got it because um, he couldn't do it. Um, uh, yeah, um, and then as well, I think um, uh, back in primary school as well, I had um, I had a teacher back in primary school as well. Um, and again, this was, I think as well that um, like you end up being kind of harsher with your nicknames, uh, like the harsher the teacher is with you, you know what I mean? Like, you know, as in like you, you kind of do it as an insult to them to try and like get back at them for being so... Um, strict or whatever it is what witchy but we had um this woman and um uh i actually can't was it i can't remember her name miss Murphy, mrs murphy or something i think she, we had her in like maybe fourth class i think but i do remember um she was from uh kerry um and she had a, a quite a large nose and um, so we used to call her the nose of Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh yeah so that that was all that, that was always good uh, it was tommy did you have any other ones for 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 lads around um it's funny when you say that about the nose i remember i had another teacher and her first she had a large nose and it's funny again like how things but i think her first name was agnes but it was agnose that's it <laughs> you know it's just so simple i know uh, yeah um, yeah, like, I'm trying to think now, like, one or two. Um, it's, 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 it's hard as well, I think, like, nicknames tend to be, uh, in their, by their nature, derogatory. Mm. And, like, you almost kind of... You're nearly ashamed, like, you know, not... Yeah, ashamed. yeah. It's, 
And he they like you don't you don't tend to see many adults giving each other nicknames, you know what I mean? <laughs> Imagine it works like Yeah, yeah. that's what I mean. Like, you know, yeah. he tends to be like this juvenile yeah uh, thing where where like you know you're not as fucking all fair with with uh, like you know crushing people's spirits like you know you don't really give a fuck well uh, do you know what's interesting as well is that like obviously um the older you get as well that so so say for for me um from uh secondary so my entirety of my secondary school and uh and i'd say like the entirety of college as well I would have been known as Tab, uh, just my second name. You know, that would have just mm. been the nickname that would have been bestowed on me. And then for obviously the friends I've retained from uh, that period, uh, Tommy inclusive, would still call me Tab. Um, whereas, you know, you're, <laughs> you're not going to go like, oh, hi, my name is Tab. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're introducing yourself to someone. So then it becomes a kind of a transitionary period of... Um, of 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 you know being known as your first name or whatever, but still having that kind of like close cohort of people still calling you uh, by a nickname, um, and like Tab, I was always kind of like uh, very fond of because it's such a, a unique surname and it's you know it's quite a short name and stuff as well. Like you know that it's um, it's good to you know it's it's a good name like to have. It's a good nickname. Um, but I always felt sorry for the people who their nickname was their last name, but their last name was um, like a worse, uh, it was a worse like forename than their actual forename. So like, let's say in college, I lived with a guy called Ian Curtis. So his nickname was Curtis you know like and everyone called him curtis so what wh- what ends up happening then is that like because like curtis is actually uh a first name like people assume then that like his name is curtis you know and another like actually just before we came on the podcast as well kira told me about um a friend of her brother's who's called whose name is own neville but his nickname is neville you know so then like people like are just calling him neville so like if you hear that as a third party to that you assume that his name is neville i think as well like even say say we say like we work together um one so like if i refer to you as tab in work like i get looks you know new people um so you end up that you're dead right like you end up being almost rebranded in in your in the work setting yeah like you know so you're like professional you as owen yeah and then messy you as that. rips off the shirt dude <laughs> yeah yeah like oh, super around right. the head like yeah like <laughs> you know, it's like 12 o'clock in the day <laughs> you, you, you leave and work on a friday like taking the belt off as you go out the door <laughs> yeah pants around the ankles yeah <laughs> Oh, oh and who? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> know. Um, yeah, that, it's funny. Like I think, you know, there's there's some there's some nicknames that, that go out there. Like I, I, I think I was, um, it, I, I was talking. You know, when you, when you get into like adult nicknames, some adult nicknames are genius, um, and some are are actually quite uh, functional, quite descriptive. Um, 
so my my like I would have I would have gone to the pub with my granduncle quite a bit in like you know South Kilkenny and into New Ross as well in Wexford with him uh, for pints from time to time. And I remember him describing a nickname to me, telling me the story of a nickname one day, which which like has stuck with me ever since. Where he was talking about this guy, there there, there were these stories. You know what? It's, it's this pure rural Irish bar where stories are being told across the bar. Um, and everyone sits around the bar um, as opposed to going and sitting in their own little cliques just it's like this co- communal pub uh, setting and John was there one day and they were telling a story and they kept talking about this guy Jimmy the Jeep and I was like I turned to John at one stage I said who the fuck is Jimmy the Jeep and like his answer was so curt like you know it, it just he answered me in Six words, but like everything about all the stories made sense instantly. Uh, the, the 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 unique affection that people had for this man, and the, the the like, the way the way the stories were told, and and why this guy was instantly a character, despite knowing nothing about him, and why he was called Jimmy the Jeep. So I turned to him and I said, "Who is this man, Jimmy the Jeep?" Like and he just looked at me and he said, first traveler to own a Jeep." Like, that was just it like you know it was like right I get it now but like or, like I love the way like in, in rural Ireland in particular you get these mad mad like I suppose um, rationale for nicknames so you've yeah. got Jimmy the Jeep but there's also a guy there um, and for my entire life I thought his name was Jim Peters I thought Peters was his surname yeah but actually his name is Jim Phelan but there's two Jim Feelings. So his father's name was Peter Feeling. So he just became known as known as Jim Peters, as in Peter's Jim. So so there's there's two Jim Feelings in yeah. this vill- in a village or whatever, is it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, um, and one is uh, one to be differentiated from the other so that he's known around the parish or whatever, is known as Jim Peters because yeah. he's Peter's Jim. And like, but like a lot of places would just say, "Oh, that's Peter's gym or whatever." But obviously, yeah. as he got older, like this guy is in his seventies now, so like obviously you can't be still referring to him as Peter's gym. So he's just Jim Peters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did yeah. I did I ever tell you about the fella that uh, keeps calling me Peter no. uh, <laughs> in Waterford? Did I tell you this? No, he, um, he, um, yeah, like. It's been going on for a few years, but I don't see him as often. But he'd always be like, well, Peter, if I pass him, like, on the street or whatever. And, um, like, I kind of just took no, like, it's grand, like, you know. Um, but it was when we were actually over in at that wedding. We were at a wedding in Rome uh, two oh, years yeah. ago, right? Yeah. And I was doing a walking tour of the Coliseum, right? Like, you know, and I... I was with this group, you know, like, and your man was giving the guy, like, the guy the tour. And, uh, like, I was there walking at, at the thing. And I had, like, it's one of those, like, no, that, that they give you, like, the one earpiece. Oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So you could listen. Uh, so I was walking, like, and I was kind of at the back of the group. And then at the back, I could hear this Irish accent going, Peter, like, this Waterford accent going, <laughs> Peter, Peter, <laughs> Peter. So I was like, is that... So then I looked around and it, it was your man with his wife. I was like, what, what am I going to do now? So I kind of walked up to him. And he's like, oh, I can't believe I've met you here, Peter. I can't believe it. This is a small world. This is, oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. 
And then he's just, Peter, this is my wife, Mary. Mary, this is Peter Keary. Do you know Keary's like the antique place? Yeah, Peter. I was like, oh. So I just had to roll with it, you know. <laughs> It'd be funny if you had like, you know the way, like in walking groups and stuff, sometimes they ha- they give you well, like, the a name badge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just covering up. Like. Yeah. yeah. No, Mary, I'm a... <laughs> it definitely follows the, the Antiques Ireland on Instagram. Mm. Oh, Mary, Peter's brother Thomas is on yeah. it. They're fucking yeah. off each other. It must yeah. be. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking. Uh, I, I think with that story, we'll, we'll, we'll finish it up for tonight. Um, thanks a million, everyone, for tuning in as always and for listening to us bullshit on for uh, an hour or so. And if you want to, if you want to follow us um, and give us some support. You can um, reach us on patreon.com forward slash snowcast. Um, you can follow us on Twitter or um, Instagram. Uh, we're also on Facebook, but we hardly ever check it. So uh, Twitter or Instagram, uh, we're at snowcast on, on each of those. And uh, you could also drop us an email if you want. Um, we're the snowcast at gmail.com. Um, uh, for our guest, Tommy. Tommy, where's the best place for people to tune in and check you? Uh, best thing would probably go to Antiques Ireland uh, on Instagram and should check it out. Check me out there. And you're, you also have oh, uh, yes. the oh, Irish Design Podcast yeah. as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I for- totally forgot about that. Uh, so and, it's uh, just yes. the number one uh, home and garden podcast in yeah, Ireland. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I had an, an episode this week, which will be last week. And I have a new episode coming out next week as well. So, yeah, check that out. Good stuff. And DJ, any parting words for the listeners there? Yeah, send us your your, um, nickname stories. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'd love to see people like, you know, I'd love to see a little Twitter thread of of our listeners and their nickname stories. Uh, Ones that won't get, like, um, I don't think we said anything libelous tonight, but, you know, something, uh, a a bit of a laugh. Uh, during, during these times would be good and um, also the, the the government in Ireland this week announced that people who are vaccinated can now meet up indoors and stuff like that so I think Owen there's an opportunity there for us now to take advantage of this and, and hopefully in the next couple of weeks uh, actually record a podcast in person yeah, um, and if any if any publicans um, want to throw us the keys, I mean, I put it up on Twitter the other night, and I think people thought I was joking, but I really wasn't. <laughs> yeah, you know, like we're not looking for to to pay you as a business. Like we're not looking for you to function as a pub. We're just looking for you to stock your kegs and for us to just occupy the area, um, just for a period of time. Like if you just happen to tell us that the back door will be open for a couple of hours. And if we just happen to forget the price of 10 points each and a carton of bacon fries, yeah, and it just happens to be left on. If the that counter. falls onto the counter somehow, then so, so be it. it. Like, so she, be it. That's, that's, that's life, you know. Um, right. Well, with that, we'll say goodnight. Good luck. Good night. See you, lads. <laughs> <laughs> 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.